0: Good morning, everybody. It's Jason Powers. It's a fairly mild, uh, clear night here in West Lafayette. You know, out doing my drive around, so to speak. I hear my brakes squeak a lot more tonight. I'm just trying to drive slower. But anyway, uh, so another day in the. State of, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's definitely different. Always feels different. (laughs) There are people, uh, it's funny, uh, I will mention a tweet, uh, Wall Street Silver. So he's a blue check on Twitter. He posted about the, this isn't the first time I've seen this little thing about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum saying, We need to eliminate uh, personal vehicles, you know, cars, you know, because climate change and blah, 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 which is all string. I hope people, and the people, I saw a guy who was like, well, actually, I kind of agree with this. I'm tired of so many vehicles being on the road and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I sound like Greta Thunberg or Toon Bear or whatever her name is. So speaking of one of those evil vehicles, one went just by me. So thing is, it's funny because it's hard to explain this to people, but you do know the reason why they don't want you to have vehicles is mobility. And they can trap you someplace and you'll never go out. And it's a good way to control people because if you can't move around, it makes it easier to monitor you too. Yeah, obviously want to I mean whether it be surveillance drones or something they want you to carry around with you all the time. I mean, makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, they'll never do that. You're crazy, you know. I want the want my cities to be clean and all these belching vehicles. We need driverless vehicles for deliveries. And sure, sure, sure. Let's just assume that, you know, delivery systems work real well and there's never a need for a driver. Uh, Snowstorms never happen. Electricity never goes out. Power, none of this stuff ever occurs. People are designing for normal state. They're not designing for emergency state, which, by the way, happens quite a bit more, as we found out, than what people will admit to themselves. I mean, <clears throat> these people have very little understanding, evidently, of what our engineering systems are supposed to be like we're talking uptime of you know 99.99% or greater but certainly in that uh category and so you know well maybe we should have less you know movement certain days and less transactions and stuff it's like oh yeah i'm down with the lack of consumerism i've lived this life for the last 10 years that doesn't mean that I have uh you know, got on Twitter or whatever and railed against people who consume too much, except for the people at the very, very top, because they're hypocrites. They tell you and me to stop stop spending and stop uh buying things, but yet they'll go out and buy a four hundred and fifty foot yacht or throw a party with nine hundred people at their at their Martha Vineyard uh estate, you know, and then yet and live on the coast, and then tell me about climate change. Uh, While well they they seem very content, you notice all the people who complain the most about the climate happen to decide to live in the zone where, supposedly, water rising and all this other shit will occur. Just interesting. I mean, the... But getting back to the system, you know, you know, most of us take for granted, you know, good walking, working roads and electricity and water and living someplace where those things come in, those services can be turned on and turned off at a moment's notice. You've taken taken for granted all these wonderful things that didn't exist, nay, a hundred years ago on any consistent manner. Oh, yeah, there was power. Yeah, possibly. Uh, There was an outhouse. Yeah. Uh, Toilet paper, for example, was like, I think it was uh, 1880. was around the time that, you know, it became like a... Uh, an item a luxury item and eventually became a commodity but at that time it was a luxury uh you know you don't you know (laughs) there's there's places in the world that don't have that and of course you know that's what these people want they want us to all go back to living in the 1800s or or earlier if, if possible they don't want you to have electricity either unless of course they provide it to you and they can shut it off whenever you decide to say the wrong thing or rail against government it's all a control mechanism. So when these people, they go, uh, go along or want to agree with uh, Mr. Schwab, uh they certainly don't seem to understand it. His, he's just rolling that shit out now because, of course, he's he's, behind, he's not just the only one behind this whole uh, canard that they've been uh, building us up to. And Europe is going to suffer this um, fall because Russia is going to cut all their, all their services. Zelensky's going to get himself uh, shit canned, and he might get it, and get it in the most brutal way possible because we're going to do it to him. The our, the Americans, not the Russians. Russians have been looking for a negotiate, negotiated truce, uh, truce, <sighs> truce. <laughs> Let me talk. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, he was he was instructed not to pursue that. And he, you know, you know, he may, he may very well believe his own bullshit at this point. They showed a a Vogue picture of him and some some gal sitting close, nah, cuddling together. They're trying to make him seem more manly. He's a cu- he's a he's a putz. I would call him. Well, yeah, he's a cock too. So he's just he's just a moron that they put in, they installed there, and he's gonna that moron is gonna go go night night eventually. Just the truth. I mean. He, he, will, he has long outlasted his usefulness, and uh, the Russians are about ready to, I think, overrun Donbass, and, and they're going to steamroll the rest of the country, cause, probably because you pissed them off so much now. They're like, well, we might as well just take the whole whole enchilada instead just worried about the Russian people's side. And, of course, that'll cause even more conflict. See, this is the problem. When you, know, when you had an ability to, to handle the situation or certainly curtail the results of it and save lives that was never the intent so they want to fight to the last man fine let them fight i mean if i was a russians i guess you know at this point you've invested so much time and energy into this stuff and people think oh we've worn them down actually no they've gotten stronger which is to say their financial system and the way they are doing transactions on oil and other natural resources supply though they guess it ticked down a little bit and July and people say, "Oh, that that, that proves the point." Now that just proves that maybe their their customer <laughs> is having issues too. So this is worldwide. It's not a. It's not going to always be a static game. It's going to change and stuff like that. But there was certainly a uh, uh, significant uptick in that. Plus, Putin made just made a deal with uh, Iran for like, I think it was forty billion dollars or something. I mean, that that's almost a penitence anymore, though. And what's 40 billion between you know a couple countries anymore? because I mean we threw it to Ukraine, we threw 50 billion. We're still not done throwing money at their asses. So it's amazing, you know these little deals that are getting made and it, it gets very, nearly reported, uh, but if it does, you know, you should pay attention to you pay attention to actual actions and contracts if you can find the contracts or whatever the deal that was negotiated, not just the reporting of it. Um, like I said, I'm reporting it. I'm not saying it, you know I have all the the deets, but uh, certainly uh, it, it begs to reason begs to reason that uh, uh, Russia has certainly made remade the what their intentions are. Honestly, and I hate to say this to a lot of people, even though they got a smaller economy size, they certainly are trying to set themselves up as the duality or the do for the moment. Um, a new central bank currency, uh, commodities, uh, based uh, based through Russia, China, uh, and you can throw in Afghanistan, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and then, of course, the Southeast Asian companies that decided to get on board with this, too. See, uh, China, little little reported, too, was back in November of uh, 2020. I think it was, like, November 12th or 15th. China made a 15 de- a 15 country deal with like pretty much the whole in- entire entire Asia block <clears throat> everybody except for India at that time. They made uh, South Korea, Australia, etc. They made these trade po- they made these trade deals and these countries all jumped on board. You know, should tell you something about their loyalties and so a lot of this stuff has been the groundwork and the foundation of it in terms of who's going to make new ties with who has been made by that. Meanwhile, the United States is just sitting there, sitting and spending, and we're, we're, led, we're led by ineptitude and, and treasonous people who don't seem to have any kind of concept of what it is they're supposed to be doing. And they're going to make the whole country suffer. Do we survive it? At this point, I'm just like everybody else. We're just We're all just waiting around. To see what the big deal... There's going to be a big kaboom. And when it comes, it's going to be very... Probably very easily discernible. As that's a moment when things... Uh, all the, the playing around or... Fiddling about that people were doing... Is going to uh, accelerate. you know. So starvation... That, that certainly prioritizes people's mindsets. So, uh, you know... Just the idea. No power. No movement. But this is this is all could have been avoided. Everything, all this stuff could have been easily avoided. If people would have stopped giving over to fear and didn't take the vaccine. Taking the vaccine was the most, yeah, it was the most cowardly thing you could have done. Aside from the fact it's it's being shown more and more day by day that people are dropping from this thing. Taking the vaccine was just your, your ultimate sellout to to humanity. You failed yourself and you failed humanity. I'm not, not all. I know a lot of people were coerced into it. Let me back that up just a bit. But I'm mad because so many went back for thirds, fourths, fifths, and, and, and probably even sixths at this point. Who knows? There's some, I mean, I think they're stopped, but... Uh, Uh, They notice that's why they had to get to the children. They want to get it on the child schedule, and then it's uh, to them, it's game set match. All these pharmaceutical companies are going to have to be indicted, and I mean criminal indictments. And we need, if there's any lawyers in the world that have any uh, uh, enough spine, I know there's a lot of legal things being worked in the background right now. I'm aware of those things. But i have, you know, I don't know what their case is, and they're keeping their strategy kind of couch. But they're going, they're going to have to go the full, full, uh, full route, especially as these state attorney generals. Every one of them should have a massive, massive criminal investigation of any uh, Pfizer, Moderna, or any subsidiary who provided them with the lipo-nanoparticles or any of this shit. I mean, you need, to fi- you, need to, you need to bring the hammer of God down on these people. And I mean the hammer. They have, they have, uh, they have caused incalculable damages, and they can just go. They're going to use the same excuse the Nazis did. I was just following orders. Well, two words: fuck you. You're not supposed to just follow orders. You're supposed to be a intellectually. Uh, you're supposed to have enough intellectual uh, bandwidth and critical thinking skills to figure out that you're not supposed to do that. Or raise hell about it. And if they threaten you, you know what? You need. You, you, how did you get to be to this age, whatever age they are? Let's just say the average pharma, uh, pharma fucker is 35 years old. How did you get to be the 35 years old and not be aware that you're going to have to take stances that you don't like? What did you think adulthood was? Did you think it was a lack of responsibility? I mean, <laughs> that you're not going to ever have to pay? Well, of course not. Nobody ever wants to pay. That's the whole thing with the climate thing. Nobody really wants to change their behaviors. Everybody just wants to go about things and be ignorant about all kinds of things. And it has nothing to do with the climate. It has to do with just, you know, we used to build things to last in America in particular. But that's been gone for like 40 or 50 years now. The ignorant, the idiocy, of they, they, they saw it as, I have to juice up profits. Everybody was chasing the stock market. They turned the stock market into a casino instead of an investment strategy. It was supposed to be a long-term investment strategy and you were supposed to be capable enough to know when to get out of a position and know that you're going to lose along the way if you want to invest in it. There was a reason why the unions came along and said, hey, we'll offer you this. and Eventually, the unions did the same thing. They just said, hey, we need to develop your 401k or whatever. It's such garbage what people... Have constantly uh, and I'm not you know it's easy to be critical but I think everything needs to be reassessed and everybody needs to stop and think before they act and we haven't had that very very good mindset in this country or even around the world for a very long time we have people who just play oblivious who go along with the system and they refuse to even analyze that they're being taken for a ride the whole effing way. That's got to stop. You can't keep on, you know, proclaiming to be caring about something or pro- pro- proclaim you're a caring person and yet have to have the morality or the lack of principles to not even not even assess what the hell it is you're following. I know it isn't easy takes work it takes time there was a reason why we had very few people i think who were actually um, you know allowed to do certain things in the you know at the beginning of this country i mean i'm just saying there was a certain there was a certain aspect of that that was based upon who was capable enough to know how to i mean these were these men were not uh lightweights i mean they read books, they read books, they read books, they, they theorized, they argued, they argued their points, they had bad, they obviously had some times when, sorry, they had some times when they uh, disagreed substantially with each other, they had had their own intellectual fights, and then that continued on. Freedom is not free and it's not easy. Uh, liberty and rights for everybody is a very hard past to get to because people, in and of themselves, many of them uh, will gladly just let somebody else make the decision for themselves, and then they blame them for what the what the outcomes of those decisions are, instead of accepting any kind of responsibility for the fact that they allowed these people to make decisions for them. I know that sounds very responsibility-minded, but you know, funny, funny how that is has always the case. I'm not even in a position right now to really talk, per se, but, so, color me hypocrite, but, and by that I mean, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in, uh, I'm not flush with cash and making it rain all over the place, but, you know, you either eat your principles or don't eat your principles, <laughs> you know, eat your, uh, you know, um, you're going to have to suffer through some things, and uh, this is what's coming, coming down the way. There's other countries, like I said, have already, they're already going through it. And our media, of course, is not, not to be trusted at all, which they are actually indictable, too, for treason and a whole host of things. Because they were the ones who served up this palette of, it's good for you, it's good for you, it's good for you. Take this. It's safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. So yeah, I understand why certain people uh, bought those bought those ploys. So, because uh, you know, I know there are people who took the shot based upon poor advice. And that's just not about the vaccine, but it certainly was one of the key aspects of the, the takeover uh, worldwide, was to see what the uptake would be. And then also, for those who say, well, that didn't affect me, blah, blah, blah. Well, you might have gotten a blank. You might have got shot with a placebo. You don't know. These people were playing. They, they, they knew what they were doing. They knew there was people that had to know a whole host of things that they were doing wrong. And they were doing it anyway. And they, know, they saw it as, uh, well, we, we have carte blanche to just go, go to town on these people. We'll make a lot of money. And, uh, I mean, the CEOs have made lots of money. I don't know what percentage of their profits they took, but they certainly got a big, very fat bonus check for doing this. And they got full immunity from from prosecution. I never knew that people would... would, And, of course, that never got rolled out to anybody. Nobody ever said, oh, yeah, well, these people have full immunity. See, the media did not do their job. And the, 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 the intermediate or alternative or... Uh, the people who the new media will call it, for lack of a uh, term to find yet, uh, they didn't have enough amplification to get it out there that yeah these people they had there was no consequences for for rolling uh, moving quickly on all this stuff and yeah there are pl- plenty of people at the higher up level to blame. It didn't help that Trump was not not a uh, informed informed enough nor smart enough to figure out that. He was being used and coerced, and maybe he was smart enough to know. Who knows? See, I, I love I love the certain angles that people have taken to absolve them of any any uh, uh, responsibility. So there's a there's a political the political angle of blaming him. yet yeah, you took the shot while you're being actually uh, the president was Biden, but. Use Trump as the foil because you know, or use him as the as the problem because you know he was the one who he was the one in the lab, you know, cooking up the experiments. Of course, (laughs) this is the guy that you 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 uh, complained about him overreaching in government, and yet all the federal agencies were doing all kinds of massive overreach that they and and as it turns out, through research, is Trump was. Uh, he he signed an executive order in September of 2019, or maybe in August, but September I think is the right date. So it allowed for the consolidation of of uh, ten ten agencies could work on this, including the Department of Defense, HHS, uh, NIH. The whole just just yeah, it was a massive uh, uh, a, a talking about trying to come up with faster ways to develop develop medicines and develop vaccines. And, so it predated the, the the release of the virus. And uh, I don't know if he knew what he was signing. I don't know if he was t- being told how well, how vast his power was. But our agencies exploited it to the umpt- umpteenth degree. They exploited it as much as they could. Just like they did in 9-11. When agencies and, and stuff like that. Hold on a second. So yeah, the, the agencies that... Uh, did this you know they knew damn good and well what it gave them and they hated Trump Trump's, uh, Trump's foolish actions he was fooled into believing that these people actually have some kind of uh, <laughs> I don't know they believe that these people were uh, substantially uh, caring about what they do he was proven wrong and he was too stupid, and he's yet to apologize, or more importantly, admit that how wrong he was. He doesn't have enough for refl- he doesn't have the reflection capability, and many, many leaderships evidently don't, to reflect back and say, "Yeah, that was a mistake. That was a mistake." I think most people would realize that, or most people, if they are honest with themselves, would much better rather have a president who would say yeah i make mistakes every day uh in terms of uh, decisions on over uh, power because it's always a fine line between uh you know granting using executive authority is dangerous at least at the level of, of the eo because when you're especially when it involves an agency you don't know all those people you don't know what those people think you don't know what those people will do to get what they want uh in many cases they'll uh subvert the entire country just for kicks just to say they did it and they think they're doing it for a good reason they think they understand all kinds of things people have a i call it a dunning crew about them and I, i'll be the first man i don't know everything I need to know about certain subjects that would make it easier to uh, illuminate, like especially on the, when you think about like the climate analysis, I mean, I can see the the logic of certain things and I can see the illogic of a whole host of things but we don't have any open discussions we don't have anybody, we don't have a national debate, we've never had a national debate carried on with actual numbers because that doesn't satisfy the media and it all seems boring though it could be insightful and people would learn things they could learn who's lying to them and who's not but of course of course, that's never been the issue when you run a country based upon town halls that are just set ups for uh, uh, candidates to come and spew their garbage you lose as a country and we lose as a nation uh, everybody, everybody loses in that regard. That, that goes worldwide too. Don't mind me. Sorry. Damn it. Stop. Uh, got one hand holding a phone, the other one holding the brake. So yeah, if you, if you can't have uh, those kind of open discussions, going back to the founders, and and and, and obviously, if you're a high up executive. You're supposed to have people come to you with actual analysis and de- decent, you know, not only decent ideas, but they're supposed to have done the homework. That's what their job is meant to do, to provide a, a very uh, a direct and executive summary, obviously, the analysis uh, and the citations or what, whatever the work is. And it takes time. Why, why, why is it that you have two million people work in the federal government and they have done absolutely fuck all? In the last 40 years, they're responsible for uh, so much suffering and pain in this country. Yeah, I, I've decided that I've made them the the enemy. They are the enemy of the they are the enemy of the Constitution, and they are the enemy of uh, you know a whole host of things. They don't like being called enemies. They think they're good people. <laughs> they think because they get money, and they think because they've been titled, you know, PhD or whatever, you know, director of blah, 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 I'm a head of a think tank, or I work at the Brookings, the world-renowned Brookings Institute, or whatever, just, you know, just hot garbage, you know, it's like, I mean, I I went tonight and just, just a cursory look at at Janet Yellen's uh, background, I, you know, I, 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 I know who she was for a while, but I never really paid any attention, so, I mean, she was like a wonder kid, so, 1971, she was an assistant professor. Well, she was born in 1946. So, if you do math, that's 25. So, she was the hottest new thing on campus uh, at Harvard. She taught for five years at Harvard. So, I mean, she was, she was the creme a la creme. And, of course, they made a big deal about it. She was one of only two, uh, two women professors. But, no, the funny the thing that you need to realize is that she was, in 1971... She was promoted into that position. Now, I don't know if that was to do legit, but at 25 years old, she got the best, best gig in town. Obviously, she stood out. She was highly intelligent. She was highly intelligent enough to where they pro- promoted her to a professorship at 25 years old at Harvard. Just saying. I wasn't even born yet. I was born in 72. So that was 51 years ago. And since that time... So now she's in her mid-70s, and now she's literally getting on live TV and talking about recession doesn't mean, you know, two consecutive quarters of uh, GDP going neg- being negative. Um, she would never accept that as an econ- a, a economics professor, which she became a state of economics professors roughly, uh, you know, at least in the 80s. She went to the London School of Economics. She taught at Haas, I guess, in Berkeley, uh, into the 90s, I guess. Pop, more of a uh, show, what I call show position. So she was uh, at the Federal... She went into the Monetary... Th- she went to the International Monetary Fund. She went to the Fed. She's been in the Fed chair. She was on the Economic Council for Clinton. Uh, Obama loved her to death and put her in uh, Put her in charge over at the, the Fed. Or put her... Made her vice chair. She was vice chair before she became chairman of the Fed. Uh, so... For eight years, she went, ran. She was basically second in command or command of the Federal Reserve throughout the Obama regime and into the early days of Trump. So she's not stupid. And all this other stuff is just bullshit. Now she's at Treasury, and of course they say, "Well, she's the only woman ever." She's one of a rare group of individuals who's ever headed two of the most prestigious, dare I say, uh, most malevolent. Positions in the country, the Treasury and the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is uh, is anathema to the to the Constitution. Should have never been It con- should have never been uh, approved in an amendment. But yeah, here we are, and it's going to be the destruction of this country. And she can say she was part of that. She made policy over there. She certainly headed up policy. She went down to Congress and, you know, spewed her lies or whatever. She's probably, you know, by the way, she's attached to the Climate Council, and I, that's a thing I, that's uh, that's a, something that nobody ever really thinks about or talks about, because the guy who ran it died. But he had together a bunch of minions, you know. When I say minions, he had the Klaus Schwab's, he had the Ben Bernanke's, he had uh, um, all the big wig companies, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Total, uh... You know, uh, the, uh, the French uh, uh, producer of uh, an industry, in industry or um, oil energy. A uh, whole host of just companies like that, you know. The, and then also the Atlantic Council was connected to this thing. So it was a very, this was put together in 2016. It officially became official in 2017, but it was actually constituted in May of 2016. Very important to me, at least in my estimation. Because, uh, yeah, she was a part of that. And then when the Paris Accords got shit canned, I'm sure her and the rest of her assholes were really upset because they positioned their they positioned their investment strategies based upon getting what they wanted. Yeah, they front run their trades. They front road all this stuff. So they know they they, they put together this little consortium of uh, uh, companies and people. You know, and they grabbed a couple uh, secretaries of state. You know, George Schultz and. Uh James Baker, they grabbed those two idiots, these old timers, and they put their name on the paper with Ted Halston to give it uh buttress his uh buttress him. He was a World Economic Forum young leader, so uh he was uh yeah, a young leader. And he's my he's about my age now. He would have been my age. Uh he was like forty-eight or whatever when he passed away. But I never heard of the guy, uh, but he was another one of those uh paper mache Thin as a uh, thin, thin uh, resume, but yet they put him up there as a front leader for this group of, of people in the background who are going to make money off this climate stuff. So she was a part of that. You know, she knows Klaus Schwab very well, evidently enough to to, to, to put her name on on a board or a council of members uh, attached to a climate organization that basically you could say is kind of a, a, a offshoot of the of uh, the World Economic Forum. And it had like professors, like uh, I think it had Hawking's uh, Hawking on there, and a whole host of other, you know, uh, elite-minded people. I noticed though that it's just all these, all the, and their white paper was just garbage to me. So it's all it's all garbage to what these people put together. It's all front companies, and then all it is, is just an investment strategy and investment block. That's the reason why they get so pissed off when they don't get what they want, or or they start threatening other things or creating havoc elsewhere. They want to control the entire human race. And they want to use whatever, you know, climate, abortion, all these little social issues, so to speak, to you know, gin us up, get us off each other so that they can they can find a good little investment thesis so that they can make a shit ton of money. And Janet Yellens among, she's like, they said she's one of the richest people in D.C. <laughs> I don't know how rich, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm sure if I did her financial disclosure, she's like Fauci, another old person. I mean, these people are well past the age of retirement. I'm not saying that, you know, because you're 65, you ought to just get put out to pasture. But when it comes to running a government or running a, you know, a major, major entity, and this includes Trump... You know, you should be, you know, below 70 years old. Just saying, (laughs) because that would really, 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 really be helpful. I mean, you need someone in the. There is a. There is a. uh, What do you call it? Operating zone of good. uh, Good. uh, You have to have the energy and the know-how. And maybe these people are like, well, nobody behind me has any know-how, but. These people destroy the world. Old people who can't let go and think they're they're not trying to leave the world better. (laughs) They don't do it. The same thing happened around uh, 1920. We had a bunch of old assholes who were running our country. You know, the JP Morgans and whatnot. They just wanna, they they think they, they, they can't let go of their power. I know funny thing for me but you know the people <laughs> that goes back to the people we have to seize back all these these uh, luxuries that these people seem to revel in and we need to definitely pay attention to our finances and maybe i am a, uh, you know it's kind of weird you know how much is too much we've asked that before I remember lefties used to ask that a lot now they don't I mean why does Jeff Bezos need a hundred billion dollars why does uh, Nancy Pelosi need a half billion how did she get a half billion dollars or whatever how did her and her her, uh, husband amass such a huge fortune? and you start asking those questions and you find out how much of it has been done through dirty operations or through their kids just you just gotta start asking yourself that's not the way (laughs) that isn't the way this is supposed to work your job is to serve and get the hell out of the way Uh, and and, and you should not want to be such an elitist snob which is of course what these people really are and then therefore you can uh control the rest of the world but they are and then they just know how to they know how to play their victim card and they know how to play their oh, host of other things i'm at home again anyway i'm gonna leave it there i've had my 36 minutes and change i'll talk to you next time